You are listening to the Ivy Podcast. Learn from the thought leaders in areas of strategy, innovation, negotiation, and all things leadership. We interview the Ivy League, Fortune 100, and top startups. Now, here's your host, John Karsibayev. On this episode, I host Ryan Shea, president of Right Management. I'll let Ryan speak a little bit more about the company, but more on his background. He began, began his career with Right Management 2009 with the accounting team, and he oversaw the implementation of an outdated accounting system. He quickly moved into sales and continually exceeded his goals, then grew into sales management and inspired the team to surpass their sales quotas, and then he became the EVP of Right Management 2015. In October of 2019, Ryan was promoted to president of Right Management Florida Caribbean. He's responsible for the growth and the development of the Florida Caribbean region. Under his leadership, there has been tremendous growth in outplacement business, thus overseeing additional team members and creating new consulting solutions to capitalize on the demand. Welcome to the Avi Podcast. Uh, I am Ryan Shea. I am president of the Florida Caribbean region of Wright Management. And what Wright Management does is we are a career and talent management consulting firm uh, and we are owned by Manpower Group. So we are in over 50 countries uh, supporting companies with their workforce, specifically around leader development uh, within our talent management group, uh, leader assessment. Um, so when you're selecting and, and hiring and developing individuals for, for growth, uh, we help uh, with unique um, assessments and our consultants with uh, understanding fit and culture and areas of opportunity for, for growth um, in, in our talent management practice. And then also we have a career management practice that helps with the career mobility and transition of companies' uh, workforce. So if someone or if an organization has a downsizing or an acquisition, uh, there tends to be large um, change within that organization and we help uh, transition those individuals to new opportunities both possibly within an organization but most of the time with those larger M&A transactions or larger downsizings uh, they'll be exiting uh, the organization and we help those individuals really from a one-on-one basis helping them understand the market job market realities and understand their goals and then tie those two together to help them find something based on their fit and and career um, uh, goals as well. So, so we help we help all different types of uh, companies, all different types of levels of, of individuals, um, and and we're uh, you know quite quite thankful that I get to kind of uh, do this um, op- and help people both from you know growing and developing, and then also from hey I I want to do something completely different, want to change industries, want to change what 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 I've always done into possibly, you know, entrepreneurship or whatever that might be, we get to be a part of that journey. So it's quite rewarding work. Yeah, I would imagine. And thank you for sharing, you know, a little further information about right management and you guys being part of, you know, the global organization like Manpower. It's, you know, it must be very exciting. Um, So you briefly touched upon, you know, an important topic, especially for current times that I want to dive a little bit deeper into with so many companies going through, downsizing, the furloughs, the layoffs, all the unfortunate events. Um, from your standpoint, being at the, you know, at the head of your organization, can you share with us what worked well with you when it comes to your internal employee motivation and keeping this period? 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. You know, it's, it's always top of mind for any good leader to kind of have a pulse of uh, that employee motivation, engagement, uh, how people are feeling and doing and, and working, especially in, you know, these unique times that we're in. So uh, we are quite lucky because of that increase of um, layoffs that we've seen, our business um, has actually uh, increased and we're actually having to hire and uh, and promote individuals from within our company to um capture the demand and need that a lot of individuals have to help find those next opportunities. So ours is, is a much more positive story uh, from internally, um, but that's also uh, creates its own challenges because uh, it's something that we were not expecting um, and we had to pivot for the growth. Um, and uh, how, we, how we've done that also because we moved 100% virtual. So we don't have in, uh, employees going into the office or we're not requiring employees to go into the office uh, and they can all work from home. And so, so you know, being able to pivot and, and adjust to that has, has really been um, a fun challenge uh, for us. Uh, and that employee motivation, I think the first thing there, especially in these um, times is uh, communication. So that you're gonna hear probably from multiple different leaders, that's nothing too eye-opening, but the actual action and doing it really does uh, make a difference. Um, so we've continued to communicate, probably over-communicate both from you know an email standpoint, but also utilizing uh, Zoom and these virtual uh, platforms to help have additional meetings, company-wide meetings, um, breakout of team meetings, and we, we've continued to um, manage those to help people kind of understand what their new new world is, n new realities, uh, and how, how they're making a difference, how we're adapting to it, and just being able to uh, uh, have that one-on-one -on -one communication uh, through those channels to, re to really help them, you know, make sure that they're, they're getting that, that uh, insight and direction uh, needed to be confident in those those new new roles and um, uh, you know unique times of helping individuals in this type of job market. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And you know, you 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 made a interesting point that you know it's unfortunate a lot of companies are going through these tough times, but the work that you guys in it definitely creates you know a lot greater need for the services that you guys provide. So I would imagine it's it was completely different shift. For you guys from the growth perspective and you guys had to adapt to that so thank you for providing some of these examples of how you guys deal with that um yeah you know i'll, I'll also add too um you know just from a development standpoint we've actually increased our own internal development uh to, to meet those needs too so we, we've uh, added a number of our we have a bench of leadership coaches and we've increased those coaches to help internally of our own employees mm -hmm. to kind of manage the increased demand. So, so, you know, not only do we sell and, and deliver, you know, executive coaching and leadership coaching, but we've brought it more in-house as well to help with that motivation and, and uh, um, give compliment our employees with uh, the increased uh, uh, responsibility uh, that we're seeing. And then from a fun part, you know, we have Zoom meetings, but we also have you know, Zoom cocktail hours and Zoom um, uh, sessions uh, with different breakout teams to just have a good time, relax, vent, you know, uh, sh share some personal stories just so it's not all work, work, work mm -hmm. uh, as well. That just helps people kind of unwind. 
Yeah, I would imagine. And, you know, you will hear a lot of these new terms like, you know, Zoom fatigue and those, you know, the new terminology that came out of these times. So it's good to hear, you know, you guys practicing things that, you know, not necessarily all related to just being in front of camera all day long, uh, just for the sake yeah. of Thanks, man. And I also, you know, I just kind of jumped right into my right management uh, spiel. And I forgot to mention, you know, we we are technically an affiliate of right management. And my parents, who I work with today, were the sixth office to join uh, right management back in 1982. Wow. Um, so, so um, uh, another another unique thing about us with, you know, employee motivation is we're part of this global network and and a um, uh, a brand of manpower group, uh, but also we have the independence and um, flexibility to do unique things and fun things and 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 be entrepreneurial as well uh, to help um, help help grow our employees and also help our clients out um, and have um, you know this 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 has been a, a great a great experience for us. Uh, in the sense that it's really kind of made us say, okay, hey, the the world is working differently now. What can we do to adapt? And it's really been beneficial to be a part of, you know, the manpower group that has global capabilities um, yeah. with, like you mentioned, these virtual virtual um, platforms, uh, but also us just, you know, internally to say, hey, let's continue to make work fun when, you know, so many people are challenged. How can we best support them and help them through these uh, transitions? So that's interesting. And thank you for bringing that up. I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. You got, you know, your parents, you know, running, you know, almost an independent private organization. Now you've been in charge of that. And when you guys, you know, uh, merged uh, with, with Manpower, um, a lar much larger corporation, can you tell us a little bit about that transition period and how, did, how were you guys able to preserve that, you know, that startup, that entrepreneurial culture within your organization while also being part of a much larger corporation. How did that process, how did that, you know, what, what, what did that look like and how did you guys were able to accomplish that? Yeah, thank you. Thank, that, that's a great question. So um, Manpower actually purchased us back in 2004. Um, so, so it's been, it's been a good, it's been definitely a, a strong partnership uh, that continues. Uh, and Luckily for us, Manpower also has a number of different Manpower staffing franchises throughout North America and, and the U.S. So, so they've been used to uh, working with different affiliates or franchisees and has, you know, been able to have that blend of uh, autonomy for the franchise uh, and then also that, you know, global strategic direction around global services and, and solutions that we can uh, leverage and take advantage of and bring to our client base uh, as well. So, so them having, you know, experience and, and infrastructure with working with uh, affiliates and franchises has really been helpful for us. So, so it wasn't like, hey, we now own you, we're going to take over and tell you what to do. It's very, been, very, very much been, you know, that same spirit and culture uh, throughout. And we haven't really seen you know, much negative changes uh, from that at all uh, th through the years. So, so that's why, you know, my parents started this thing in 1982 and they're still going strong because they still enjoy showing up and, and doing the things that we do uh, today. That's exciting. I'm pretty sure that was part of that acquisition process that it's more of a partnership 
um, and let, you know, let's we, you know, let's work on this together. We like what we you know like what we see in terms of what you guys been able to accomplish. We don't want to change a lot of things. We just want to you know complement that. So that's what it sounds like that partnership how it worked out. Um, yeah. You you mentioned briefly you guys had to expand your your team of um, like career coaches, executive coaches. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious, and I've had my exposure with, with executive career coaches myself, which I found to be, you know, exceptionally beneficial. Um, even during my studies, when I was at Harvard, we had an opportunity to work one-on-one with the executive career coach, which nice. it was, it was uh, the value that I got out of that was probably equal of the same value that I got out of the entire, you know, the entire program. And I'm, I'm curious to get your take on that because a lot of times I hear executives working with career coaches or executive coaches only when, let's say, they're in a transitional period or when, you know, something, you know, drastic change happened in their role. Uh, what is your take on that versus actually working with an executive or a career coach, um, you know, when, when, when the change is not necessarily in place, but something that as an ongoing activity um curious to get your take on that yeah i mean that, that's a good question right so so the career coach needs to have you know a multifaceted uh set of tools to help that um uh, executive through those different stages of their career right so you know if you're looking for a specialist on you know your branding and bio and social media um then that makes sense like hey i'm only going to utilize that coach you know, at that specific uh, point in my career and, and will only utilize it then. But if you can find a partner and a coach that, you know, goes a little bit deeper and makes that personal connection and understands um, that executives or individuals' uh, career goals, personal goals, and can kind of tie those together, um, then it becomes much more of a, a lasting type of relationship where they're working on, um, you know, a much deeper uh, set of uh, expectations and and uh, the ability to you know put put something on paper for a long term projection and really have that coach keep that person accountable and work towards whatever those those goals might be so to to your point like you know your your experience with a career coach giving you that insight uh, leaving um, you know an MBA program or an executive education program and saying hey we have a defined uh, goal together and let's work towards hitting that goal mm-hmm. is definitely beneficial. But also, you know, you, you can say, okay, how do I maximize, you know, the support of a coach uh, for the long term? And, and that's where, you know, you can really take advantage of utilizing a coach, not only for career specific, but, you know, leadership goals, um, you know, your personal goals and helping them, you know, craft some type of development plan uh, that is a longer term uh, engagement that could really that could really make a difference uh, in someone's uh, career trajectory um, and overall well-being uh, to help them uh, you know through 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 the path of life. Mm-hmm. Right, right, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you on that. Um, so to take that a little bit further, when we talk about career coaches or executive coach, I'm curious um, when it comes to in in demand skill set for for the types of for the types of skills that you guys are hiring for for your organization, which ones are the you know the hardest to find in or in any particular industry? 
And what strategies do you deploy to, to attract such top talent to join your guys' organization? Sure. So, so that, you know, we, we do spend a lot of time both internally uh, helping and selecting and finding great talent, but also we help organizations kind of define what that um, skill set and employee uh, uh, ideal uh, person looks like. Um, so, so, so you know, the more the more um, homework and insight uh, that and preparation that you do, you know, the the, be- the better the chances you have of actually finding and selecting. And you know, the real important thing is keeping and engaging. Uh, those top talented individuals uh, to help to help you do that. And, you know, as far as top talent, you know, it really does depend on the goals and strategy of that organization around what they're looking for. You know, you know, just being part of manpower group and, you know, the logistics world and the staffing that that uh, manpower tends to do. Like we know that there's a huge demand for truckers right now. And, you know, in the news, you would think that, auto, you know, self-driving trucks are going to take over the world. But the reality is a lot of people can have a, a, a good wage and income should they want to be a, a trucker. And, you know, wh- how do you define and, and think and promote and brand uh, your organization that is looking for those type of, type of individuals? Um, but then as you kind of move up, uh, you know, to something like um, – uh, a different type of industry, like whether it be healthcare, which I know, you know, you have some background in healthcare and specifically IT, you know, you can't probably find enough IT professionals with a specialization in, ba- in healthcare as well. So what are your strategies to help you find and retain, you know, that top talent? And um, fr- from our perspective, you know, that culture fit and uh, the, the ability to uh, understand and know uh, that 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 an individual one has the technical skill set to do the job. Uh, you got to check that box. The 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 next one is they have the capability to possibly grow and and has has that you know brain power to take on new challenges because that's that's another really important thing uh, as as you're looking to hire and develop is you know are they uh, uh, able to change and adapt in this type of uh, world. And then a third one that is, you know, quite important is, you know, can you stand the person or do you get along with that person? Do they align with your values um, as you're, uh, uh, as you become or off, make an offer to that individual, you know, you know, that personality and, and culture fit, uh, it, you know, those three things are, are really important to kind of uh, understand and, and have some good awareness around. And that's where we have, you know, we put people through different um, leadership assessments, also uh, some mock interviewing and, you know, peer, peer and uh, reference uh, 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 requests just to kind of get a good sense and whole picture of that individual to help you uh, get, get, get a good understanding of uh, what, what kind of makes this person tick and, and also, you know, will they be a good fit uh, for you in your organization? Mm-hmm. Right, right, absolutely. And thank you for sharing some of these examples. Um, and for, obviously, you guys are experts, you know, in, very, in various fields, such as interviewing. Um, you, you've mentioned you guys put a lot of, you know, effort into creating these mock interviews and help, help executives or other job seekers to better prepare for the next, uh, next phase when they start going through the interviews at different companies. But I'm curious, you've been you've been the president of the company, and 
for the candidates that I'm pretty sure they go through multiple rounds of interviews within your organization when they interview for, for a position at Light Management. Um, when they get to you and what, what does the interview process look like when you interview candidates? And what do you, what do you look for specifically in some of their responses? Um, I mean, uh, great question. You know, it, dep- it really, I guess, depends on the role of what, what that opportunity is looking for. But honestly, it's that same, same foundational piece, right? Like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll also see what their technical skills might be, whether it be, you know, being a career coach or, um, you know, one of, someone on our accounting team. Um, and for what little knowledge I might have, I'll still try to see, does it make sense? Can they communicate well? around those technical type of questions and two you know also just kind of see you know and, and you know that being said you know we do have some um interview guides and questions that help us kind of go through that question to make it you know quite specific and and we all kind of get on the same page but uh, i also tend to be a bit more informal and just see you know kind of let the person open up a little bit um and and uh, somewhat relax just so it's not such a stuffy um, you know, scripted type of uh, uh, environment uh, as well. But all that being said, we still do want to have, you know, th- those three main points uh, understood. So, so, so uh, we have a, a good sense of who that person is and, it, you know, the, the data that we've all, you know, kind of uh, interviewed that person from. So like, for example, I also don't want to just make a decision based on my own, personal piece alone because it's a team sport we definitely are all going to be working together so i want to get the buy-in from other other leaders and individuals on my team to see what you know if they had the same type of thoughts and feelings uh as well around fit and uh opportunity right right absolutely and it's you know a lot of times candidates also forget that it's also their opportunity to interview um, you know, the other side, the organization engage if they are the right fit for, um, for joining that. Type yeah. And, and that's what we coach people on, right. Is like, Hey, you know, we, we know that you, uh, uh, can probably tell someone and talk about yourself for a lot, but once you can explain and share and engage that individual to say, okay, this person gets it. They understand our business. They understand our values. They, they're asking questions about our challenges and, and coming up with, you know, quick thoughts or suggestions around how we might be able to solve those things. Uh, it, it, that, then the light clicks, right? So, so it's like, okay, this person, you know, I could see help coming in right away and making a difference because to your point, John, they're asking engaging questions. They're asking about us and finding more, more and more about, you know, what we want to do, what our strategy is, what's stopping us, what are those threats and how, how that individual can play a role and share, you know, past examples of them, you know, making a difference in similar type of situations. So that's another, you know, important thing too, right? So like a lot of our individuals through job search that we're helping that we just happen to call candidates, uh, you know, they've always been in, let's say, you know, a healthcare industry and, you know, they're looking into a finance industry type of position and, and they're constantly going to get objections from uh, recruiters 
and and uh, you know bias to, you know from that in the first time and you got to be able to showcase your transferable skills and what you've done in one area definitely transfers over to a, a different type of industry or possible role and to your point you have to be able to do that by asking the right questions to engage and have the, that uh, possible employer open up a bit more about you know what they're going through and how you've done that you know, similar type of problem or opportunity at your pre in your previous uh, experience. Right, right, right. Absolutely, I love that. I love those examples, and especially how you guys actually use the you use these concepts to coach and train some of the, you know, some of the candidates and clients of yours that you you guys work with. Um, when is a good portion of our listeners are you know executives of different organizations of various size, and I'm curious to get your take on. What are the biggest challenges when it comes to workforce transition for executives? And what strategies do you deploy to help them address these obstacles? Not sure if you have any specific examples, but I'm curious um, as an executive who comes to you guys and says, you know, I've either been impacted by the particular event and the organizational, I'm looking to make a transition. Um, what are some of the biggest, uh, you know, roadblocks and challenges that you, you encountered through, through your Sure, sure. You know, uh, executives, you know, the first one that pretty much all executives face is just the demand. So, you know, they're higher up on the pyramid, so there's not going to be as many specific openings uh, that they tend to look for. So, you know, the availability and geography, location always makes a difference on, you know, how, how many opportunities are going to present themselves to them. So an executive who's open to relocating, you know, nationally, globally, will probably have more, more opportunities to uh, apply for and go after than um, others who want to stay in, let's say, South Florida. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the other important thing, too, is, you know, just that education of, um, their mindset of being able to manage and the ups and downs of career transition and job search. Uh, and that goes for everybody, not just executives, but executives will, you know, because they're probably going to be searching longer, uh, just need to be able to have, you know, that mindset to know, okay, what are the things I can tr control and what are the things that I can't control? And just being able to deal with that as they go through, you know, a, 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 a could be a challenging time. Um, in, in their in their uh, you know career period. Right. The next thing that we want to spend a lot of time with executives around too is what those market realities might be because some executives tend to be quite tenured and they're coming into a market where they haven't had a job search in a very long time. So we need to know, okay, hey, what what are your you know what you've always done? What what is that salary now? What what are the key skills needed uh, to you know it that other companies are, are utilizing and paying for, do you need to reskill or have another opportunity to, uh, you know, figure out how your transferable skills align? Mm -hmm. And so, so we spend a lot of time uh, utilizing that. And then a unique thing that we also provide is, you know, just their own personal uh, leadership style. So, you know, executives, not only do they need to have the, the you know, the technical knowledge and, and skill set, but, you know, the leadership capability and opportunity to grow there. So, so our team spends a good amount of time going over your leadership skills and how best uh, to utilize those in the job search period and, and also areas of opportunity to develop and, and fine tune to help you uh, be more successful in your next uh, role as a leader. 
Right, right, absolutely. Do you get, especially during current times, and you know, a lot of companies going fully remote or some kind of a hybrid model, is there is, is there a big demand for either executives or you know any other level uh, within the organization coming to you guys and saying, I you know, there's a lot of opportunity for me to kind of almost reimagine my career or re- revisit my priorities in terms of where I want to go. Have you seen an increase in those types of requests to completely, you know, go in a different direction lately? Uh, yeah, I mean, in these times, uh, the short answer is yes. So people are saying, hey, you know, what I've always done, it's it's a unique period in time. It's, it's the market has shifted and changed. Like I was mentioning earlier, those market realities. So I'm going to look into, you know, starting my own consulting business or uh, start, start my own entrepreneurial venture. Uh, so, so we've definitely seen an increase of individuals, um, whether they actually join uh, and buy a franchise or start up a small, smaller group of consultants to help, you know, work with other large companies that are not looking to bring on individuals full time in this kind of uncertain moment. So they have created, you know, these consulting uh, gigs to help them uh, uh, create, you know, a, a new a new venture for themselves. Right, right. I would imagine that there's a lot of opportunity and for, for people, you know, whether it being impacted or not, uh, taking advantage of this particular opportunity to, you know, to almost reimagine their career trajectory or their objectives. So that's interesting. And, and you know, just as part of like right management services, mm-hmm. all of our candidates kind of get to do that, right? So what, what, what we have a, a modular type of approach to our career programs. Uh, that we are helping individuals with and you know that career discovery or new discovery is something that everyone can kind of take advantage of and utilize uh, to say hey I've always done this but is there something else out there for me that might be worthwhile to look at right 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 absolutely that's I'm pretty sure that's you know in high demand especially these days Um, Ryan last but not least I'm curious what is one book, what, what are you currently reading? And what is one book that you always recommend to others and why? So, you know, for the past few years, I've been a big fan of Ryan Holiday. Um, and and he, uh, his, he's written uh, like probably six, six or so books. Um, but the one that I've, I've always enjoyed is called The Obstacle is the Way. So I always recommend uh, that, that book uh, for individuals. Um, so, you know, he, he is a, a stoic. Um, and uh, so Marcus Aurelius uh, and Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and those thought leaders way back when in, in you know, the Roman Empire uh, continue to be quite timeless leadership lessons, personal lessons, just overall life lessons that continue to resonate, uh, especially in a time like this, where you take an obstacle and ultimately the obstacle obstacle that's in front of you, uh, you're, you're t- you turn into some type of advantage or and the obstacle, you know, ultimately becomes the way forward that you can utilize and leverage and just, you know, always looking at how, how can you make the most of a situation, regardless of how bad that situation is. And those stories and, you know, real, re- real thought uh, from those uh, historians really do make a difference in, in your outlook and help you, you know, kind of take on any type of challenge that might come your way and make the most of it. Uh, as corny as that might sound or simple as for me as it might sound, uh, it, it just helps kind of reinforce that. So it's really become quite a daily type of uh, uh, 
practice uh, for me to constantly think about and utilize. And, you know, you mentioned a book, but like for me, like the podcast and I get an email from them. So it, it continues to just reinforce and, and create the habit of those types of mindsets. Right, right, right. Absolutely. I love those recommendations. I've heard of those books. I just haven't gotten a chance around to get to them. So I'll definitely put that on my list. And for our listeners, we'll make the titles and authors of these books available in episode notes. Ryan, can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, I know it was a short, short conversation, but I personally learned quite a bit through the through the insights and the recommendations and the expertise that you have shared with us today. We really appreciate your time, and I look forward to reconnecting with you in a couple of years and to see how much have changed, how much have transpired. So I'm definitely looking forward to staying in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's let's continue to stay in touch, and I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about myself and my my company and family uh, with you. So thanks, John. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed on ivypodcast.com and all major podcasting platforms like Spotify and iTunes. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes.